Welcome to the ninth episode of the Cranky Flyer interview. This week's guest, Andrew Watterson, Chief Revenue Officer of Southwest Airlines. And this week's fake sponsor is the Department of Justice, because anything involving Southwest makes DOJ happy. Andrew had just gotten off the stage after a rousing presentation at the Boyd Conference in Las Vegas, proclaiming Southwest to be California's airline. He had also announced several new routes that they were starting to run out of California and made some pointed comments about some of the competition. So when I sat down with Andrew, we started talking about exactly what that means and why now. Let's go. All right, Andrew Watterson. Thank you. The man. <laughs> the man. After listening to your podcast too long, I'm, I'm, I'm incredibly flattered to be part of one. All right, enough of this. Let, let's, <laughs> let's stop with the fluffing here. Um, so, so we just heard your presentation here at the Boyd Conference. Uh, I learned something today. You fly to California. Evidently, yes. That's that's apparently something you Since guys do. Since the 80s. Since the 80s. <laughs> Who knew? Uh, that, no, well, so the presentation was obviously... Um, a not so gentle reminder that you uh, fly everywhere with, you know, 737s can handle <laughs> or can support in uh, in California, and uh, you are growing a lot more in California. So uh, you have your your schedule announcement today with a bunch more California routes. Uh, talk about why why are you talking about this right now? Well. Um, the way the economy is today, it's almost like the 90s. People used to refer to the 90s as the bi-coastal economy, the East Coast and West Coast booming. Um, and that's what we're seeing these days. You know, during the commodity prices uh, bubble, not bubble, when prices were high, um, you saw the heartland, with the, whether it's agriculture or natural resources, was booming. The coasts were a little bit languishing. And now it's a little bit the reverse. And so we've had some expansion in, in Lauderdale and Bwe and, and, uh, and DCA for the last few years. And uh, we've been adding more capacity to California for the last, you know, 18 to 24 months, if you saw my chart, but we haven't necessarily been making a big deal about it. And so now as we look into 2018, it's the, the year of the West Coast, the year of California for us. And so we are putting a lot of capacity um, uh, or just skewing a lot of the capacity we're going to bring to the market into, um, uh, into California. And with a pool distribution strategy, I know as a concierge you may not like the pool distribution, no, uh, but as a pool distribution strategy, we want to, we, you want to add enough uh, uh, capacity, you want to make enough of a market impact that customers look up and notice and go to your website to book. So it encourages us when we do expand to have it be kind of a, a critical mass. Well, you know, Swabiz is so incredibly functional that... <laughs> it, it was uh, best in the world in its day. Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> when was that launched? So we certainly are um, uh, redoing it right now. So we, yeah. we don't have a date we're going to announce how it come back out, but we are having um, uh, upgrades or, or actually a brand new one built right now and it will come to market and we hopefully you'll be pleased then. Well, I, I don't want to get into too much of a tangent here, but will it fix some of the things like you can only do a round trip where, you know, the, the second point is has to be the same? <laughs> um, some of the things that I I assume we're sort of hamstrung by the previous system. Yeah, you'll address a lot of the limitations that okay. were um, uh, that were just fine uh, a number of years ago when it was developed. All right, so so back to California though. All right. So great. So you obviously made some some pointed comments <laughs> in this uh, in that in that talk about Alaska. Uh, I think uh, talking about how it's not really an all Boeing fleet if you're outsourcing to others who do not have that. Uh, <laughs> and so it seems like you're you're you know, 
trying to make a point here. Would you like to make that point again for our <laughs> listeners here? Uh, if we look over time, there's a lot of airlines who've come into California and built hubs to dismantle them, who've bought California-based airlines to dismantle them. And so right now you're seeing, yeah, I took a, um, uh, a little bit of jabs at Alaska, um, who is using a bit of our, our, our brand and attributes of love and stuff like that. But you also have uh, uh, other airlines, uh, uh, Delta building up a hub and, and LAX for the third or fourth time, you know, American. There's a lot of carriers who have added capacity and are trying to build up a California presence, but it's not the first time if you look over a multi-decade horizon. And the constant here is Southwest Airlines. We have been methodically growing, increasing our penetration of the customer base here, and we're kind of teasing the others that they're kind of fall in and out of love of California, and we never fell out of love. Jeez. All right, all right. It's so sappy, but I know it's. <laughs> well, the love airline, you got to. I know it's the, all right, but <laughs> so a place like L.A., right? Everyone is hubbing there. Uh, it's a, it's a, it's great because I can buy cheap tickets. Uh, but so you know, why is it that that you know, for you guys in LAX specifically, I'm not talking about the yeah. other airports, but um, you know, why are you going to win this battle of attrition or? Even if there's no battle of attrition, why is this going to work for you? <laughs> well, we have a great competitive position. Of our, our cost structure is very flattering, so we can offer low prices, and our our service is very good. Our customers, our um, excuse me, our people are extraordinary, and the customers love it. And then we have the policies that are also customer friendly. So even though we're not in the kind of lie flat seat game, most people travel behind the curtain, uh, and most people want a, a good price and, and great service, and that's what we offer. So we think that's a very solid positioning. We also are not a hub-and-spoke carrier, even though we may have some places where we have connections and such. Um, and so we are present throughout the basin. Um, so we have um, uh, customers who can fly out of LAX. It's kind of like the anchor store, if you will, to use a retail um, analogy. But you can go to your neighborhood airport and fly us, whether it's Long Beach or Burbank or Ontario or Orange County. You can go to your neighborhood airport and fly us to get where you want to go, often point-to-point. Uh, uh, -point. So we think uh, that combination of offering it will make us continue to be the number one airline in the basin. In the basin, yes. So, there's, I mean, there's that broader strategy. And you look in the Bay Area as well with San Jose and uh, Oakland and... SFO. Well, SFO, yeah, but I was going to say you could sort of drag Sacramento into that if you wanted to, but it's a different it's a different catchment, I guess. But um, but it seems like most of the growth we're looking at here is in those secondary markets, right? I mean, you announced a slew of routes today, so... Um, uh, I wouldn't consider... Uh, um, if you live in the East Bay, Oakland is your primary airport. Uh, and if you live in Silicon Valley, San Jose is your primary airport. Now, the airports do interact. Oakland and SFO interact a lot. San Jose, oddly, doesn't interact with the other two as much. Yeah. But you get into the basin, too. We can see, because we have this direct distribution, we can see where people are surfing us from to, to look at tickets. to, um, And we can see where they live, and, and uh, uh, both from their, their addresses they register with us. And and we can see where the swing zones are, where people want to kind of, where they will they will trade off between airports. And so understanding those customers and where their, their inclination to, to move airports is allows us to, uh, I think, develop this offering, which does make these airports, even though they're distinct, they clearly interact and, and to draw the customers to where we, we would like them to be, if you will. Can you give me an example of one of those like sort of swing areas? So if you're, areas? If you're and in the basin, if you live in Pasadena, yeah. uh, Ontario, Burbank, and LAX are all reasonable alternatives. Mm -hmm. And so if you live in that Pasadena area, you're not quite over the mountains yet, right. uh, but you're not you're near the mouth of the pass, so you can get through pretty easily. And so people in Pasadena uh, can easily be swayed to go to Burbank or Ontario um, versus defaulting to LAX. 
and so that's that's a zone. And also, we started up in Long Beach. We could see the customers who used to choose between LAX and, and Orange County. We can see now that 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 bifurcate or or, or frack. You know, being a Texas airline, we talk about fracking. But so they frack into um, uh, into choosing between the three airports. And so that customer that customer base will respond to neighborhood service. Okay, but so in the Long Beach, for example, then if they were already choosing between Orange County and LAX, then why does this add value by going into Long Beach? I mean, if you're already serving them well enough from the bookends on either side. Uh, two things. Number one, the people who live there give us more share of wallet. So when they travel elsewhere, they will then say, well, it's Southwest because we flew them out of Long Beach and they were great. Um, and secondly, uh, that person is not in LAX and not in Orange County. Therefore, we have a seat in Orange County or LAX to sell to somebody else who perhaps lives close to that airport. So it allows us to essentially get more capacity in the other airports by drawing people to uh, to, to um, Long Beach or to one of the other airports. So, uh, all right, let, let's talk about... And San Diego also would not consider a secondary airport because it's, no. the, it's the main, uh, it's a big city and it's the only airport in town, really. Yeah, with one lonely runway. Uh, very productive runway. Very overly productive <laughs> runway. Uh, but, all right, let's, so let's talk about some of the routes that you announced today and what's behind these mm-hmm. new routes and why you're doing them. So I saw there's a lot of, uh, was it Austin, New Orleans, Orlando, St. Louis yeah. from several cities, but uh, talk about what what's behind this these decisions on these new routes today. So if you look at, um, uh, we, we focus on California, if you will, and so uh, because that was the theme here. But if you look at the other side line for all, all uh, these these uh, routes, almost all of them are also places where Southwest is the hometown airline. So we're the hometown airline in Austin. We have far more share than anybody else, far more customer penetration than anybody else. Same with New Orleans, same with Orlando. And so when you connect a Southwest stronghold on the West Coast with a Southwest stronghold in the Midcon or the East Coast, we have built-in customer bases. We have we have a demonstrated ability of adding new flights and customers come and book them, find them, buy them, fly them, like them. And so it is a very low-risk uh, investment, a very low-risk expansion to fly b- between uh, two Southwest strong points. It would almost be like hub-to-hub for another airline, except we have 30 hubs. Right. <clears throat> but you, I mean, you also, these are longer stages for the most part that you're adding. Um, it looks like most of the new routes. The, the long ones jump out in your mind. Uh, they, they catch the eye because of the map. But, you know, we, we added a shorter haul to Bo- Boise and Spokane, and we added frequency and intercal. And so the... Frequency, sure. Yeah, so there's a, there's there's some there's some short, medium, and long uh, into this, but the long uh, always catches people's eyes well, for some you, reason. Yeah, I guess. You see, well, because you see the, the big lines. <laughs> yeah. uh, all right, that's fine. So, but now, is the timing of this, is this really, um, is this primarily because of you know, as you say, the economy is is now booming, and, and there's just more opportunity right now. Or is this more strategic, competitive uh, timing here? We, we will. Um, it's a combination of everything. We see number one, uh, the economy, and, we're, and we've been responding to the economy uh, on the West Coast, and this is a continuation of that. We also, as I mentioned about short haul, we see short haul travel coming back. So we've added some more um, uh, frequency. We've added gauge too, um, which I didn't talk about, because we see people very much now choosing to fly instead of drive, um, because it is that much easier now with um, pre-check, with Uber, and with uh, lower kind of business fares than there used to be. Definitely, people are responding to the uh, to short haul. So we've that draws us because we we do short haul very very well. Um, and then um, uh, lastly, we we you know we will not uh, lose relevance in California. We we built that with with uh, with sweat and our treasure, uh, whether it was Shuttle by United or other kinds of uh, machinations other airlines have tried. 
people, we, we fought our way to this position in, in California. We will not lose it. So the point being, there is a challenge that you are uh, you're, you're you're putting your feathers out there. <laughs> you're, you're you're trying to to make it clear to others, and you're seeing a challenge, which presumably we talked about this, of course, with you know everyone trying to build up in LA, whatever it might be. But Alaska with the the Virgin America merger, um, a lot of these markets, which you don't want to call secondary, but these are the markets where it seems like there's more competition from them than there used to be because the the other airlines have really focused on LA, San Francisco uh, in terms of their, their big growth opportunities. Um, Alaska is the one that seems to be kind of poking into more of these other markets as they go. That may be true in general, but you know, San Jose has seen quite a bit of expansion from long haul carriers and, 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 uh, and even uh, other domestic carriers. Same with San Diego. So we see not just Alaska coming into San Diego and San Jose and, and Sacramento. So that the entrance from other airlines is not just focused uh, on those. And you know it's great for the customer. We are a pro-consumer airline, a pro-consumer company, and we have no problem that other airlines are adding service into California. Um, we will as well and maintain our relevance, but it's great for the customer. And as you know, look at our policies and our pricing, we are all about the customer, so we rejoice in the customer uh, getting the benefit from this. All right, I sir. know you don't like a sappy, but it's who we it's, are. It, it's, it is sappy, it is though. But, <laughs> but so, all right, before we stop this, still happy that you're not overbooking? Yes, yes. Just like, can't oh, still. The, can't. We, so we were, we were working through the, uh, the, uh, um, uh, the Houston uh, um, uh, flooding, oh, yeah. and so we're in the command center, we're talking, we're going through our usual checklist, and, and, and the emergency director goes, okay, can we, revenue management, can we, can we lower the AUs to, to capacity? We're like, they already are. Oh, that's right. That's so much easier now. So there, there, there's just so many small ways that we're increasingly seeing benefits of not having the overbooking uh, there that we are, uh, if anything, more happy with our decision than we were when we made it. Oh, man. I don't know. This all sounds a little it's too heresy. happy sunshine to it's, me. It, it, a, year, uh, a decade ago, I would say it's heresy. I'd, I'd accuse someone of smoking pot. I would say it was awful. It was a bad business decision. So I fully admit uh, that uh, you will not be convinced, and, and, and my <laughs> colleagues at other airlines will not be convinced, but it was great. We love it. All right. This is way too happy and upbeat here. This is, it's there's too much it's love good, in here right now. Dude, it's a good time to be an airline, and it's a good time to be Southwest Airlines. <laughs> Well, I guess that's a good place to leave it as any right there. <laughs> All <laughs> so, right. It was a pleasure. Thank you, Andrew. Thanks for the opportunity. And there you have it. Andrew Watterson, Chief Revenue Officer, part-time comedian, and full-time cheerleader for Southwest Airlines. Hopefully you enjoyed our chat. Thanks to our fake sponsor, the Department of Justice. I'm sure they like that one. And uh, if you'd like to be a real sponsor... Well, cf at crankyflyer.com is where you'll find me. Until next time, thanks for listening.